Hi, Keith. Hey, Greg. It's another... It's another edition. Another edition. Episode 13. Lucky one, three. That makes a baker's dozen, Bob. <laughs> and we are back in the studio. <laughs> yes, we're it's back. It's good to be back. Back home. We're back home in the... Uh, the original Godfather studio in St. Anthony, Minnesota. Feeling good. Feeling good. Our acoustics are back. Yep. Um, you know, all things uh, Godfather. It, yeah, it's a, it's, it's like you know, a team playing in their home stadium. It's and, just, yeah. You, you know, you feel like they, they got your back. Indeed. You know, this is the place to be. <laughs> Feeling <laughs> so, right at home. So, all right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, the fodderites, yeah, fodderies. I was thinking that myself today. Like, what we need a <laughs> fodder mob. We we need a name um, of the followers. The fodders. I don't know. Um, so fodderheads. Fodderheads. Yeah, that, that'd, be, that'd be good. Um, well, whoever you are, we're glad you're here. As uh, uh, Greg Heineke and myself, Keith Long, the irreverent Reverend, um, we gather. I think we're we're up to about two a month. Yeah. And this is really just our opportunity to, one, just being friends, to yep. just get together and talk about things that we find uh, interesting and informative and educational and inspiring and and really just to have have banter about all things. Absolutely. So, if, yeah. if we can get you to smile a little bit yeah. out of right. these right. 30 or so minutes, right. I think uh, a job well done. That's right. Pat on your back. Pat on your back. So tonight we're looking at myth, mythology, uh, and uh, I thought it would be a, a perfect time to talk about this subject right in the uh, heart of Christmas season. Yeah. Um, because I think that uh, there's a lot of myth in these uh, Christmas tales that we tell, and that's a good thing. And um, and so we're, we're going to talk about... Um, we're going to talk about a podcast that talks about myth, and we'll try and enlighten you in all things story. Yeah. Because it's really important. In sounds our, good. Our, so. well, well, let's get your uh, yeah. frame of mind going. Yeah. Put you in the hot seat. This is a quiz about history, legend, or myth. Okay. Let's see how well you can do. There are 12 right. questions. I do want to give you the definition. Yes. might be a little hard for listeners uh, if you were driving or working out or whatever to try to answer. But, uh, you know, maybe re-listen and, and write them down. So, historical facts, history obviously, legends. So, legends are exaggerated stories based on fact. Yeah. Okay. And myths, entirely fictional tales. And at least that's how they're defining those three okay. years. So you have, yeah. those are your choices, history, okay. legend, yeah. or myth on every yeah. one of these, okay? All right, and this is live for me, so we'll go through all of them okay. and then come back, okay? Yeah. All right, the first one is, Troy was captured by soldiers in a wooden horse. Is that a myth, legend, or history? Uh, I'm going to say legend. Okay. Second one, Achilles was a famous warrior. Fact. Okay. History. History. Genghis Khan founded the Mongol Empire. History. Number four, King Arthur ruled over all of England. History. Ulysses was the great king of Ithaca. Myth. Halfway there on this one, Count Dracula was a real vampire. Um, myth. 
This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Emperor uh, Caligula, C-A-L-I-G-U-L-A. You're going to have to guess unless you're legend. so wondered. Promoted his favorite <laughs> horse to general. Yeah, legend? legend. All right. <laughs> there are a couple here. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vlad the Impaler protected the Bulgarians and Romanians from the Danube. Yeah, we're going to go. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say history. History. Okay. Yeah. Number nine. King Canute, C-A-N-U-T-E, dramatically ordered the waves to part. Myth. Number 10, Medusa was a monster with venomous snakes in her hair. Myth. Number 11, there is historical evidence that Egypt's 10 biblical plagues actually took place. Legend. Okay, and last one. Romulus and Remus, the founders of Rome, were raised by a wolf. Myth. Okay, awesome. It's calculating. Do, 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 do. Yeah. You answered five questions correctly. Booyah! <laughs> Your grade, which I have no idea what this means. Your grade is 42. Okay. It says, good right. job. Yeah. Your results show us that your knowledge of world history isn't too shabby at all. Yeah. Of course, you didn't answer 100% correctly. As, but as always, there's a little, there is a little room for improvement. In the words of Victor Hugo, history is an echo of the past in the future, okay. a reflex from the future on the past. Right. Interesting. So, you... We, we could spend way too much time yeah. on this, but um, you you struggled with uh, Greek mythology with the um, Trojan War. Was waged on the king I, of city of Troy. I was close to saying myth. There, yeah, but uh, I, you know I, some of these a little bit back and forth. Yeah, um, I did the same thing. Uh, in Greek mythology, again, Achilles was a Greek hero of the Trojan War. His character wasn't based on fact, however. Okay. Right. Um, well. There you, you know. have it. So how'd you do? I uh, actually, I, I I got seven, oh, Mr. Well. Long. Well, you are the... I don't know. English major. Well, that's I true. Would, there, there I would some, actually there expect some. you to do better. But, um, <laughs> 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 uh, well, all right. Well, that sets us up. So I, I have a little bit def- different definition of myth. All right. Um, I'm a, a, a student of Joseph Campbell, and he is kind of the myth guru. Yes. And um, I like how he says myths are those ancient, larger-than-life stories that frame and explore the human experience. Okay. So um, myth uh, is infinite in this regard, um, and that uh, as often as you hear this tale, regardless of what time you live in, uh, the the revelation, if you will, uh, that it can inspire in your own character and in a collective conscience. Um, can really be, you know, powerful. Yeah, I um, like that. So, you know, I think uh, the typically people hear myth and they think that definition you gave, which is purely fictional. Sure. And, of yep. course, you hear purely fictional and you think, oh, it's for entertainment. It doesn't really matter. It's just a story. Um, but I really like the idea that myth is uh, that infinite in revelation, that it, it really is trying to tell you about the human experience. Um, and so uh, that kind of takes us to this this tale we hear every year. If you um, go to Christmas Eve services and, okay. and churches across the country, regardless of denomination, you're probably going to hear this story. Yeah. But did you know um, is is that uh, the only t- uh, two two of the four gospels focus on this Jesus story? Yeah, that there's actually more about John the Baptist and the. Uh, origin of Jesus' story than there is about this tale of I did know that. Travel. I heard it in a recent sermon. Yeah, yes. So, 
So anyway, um, so but uh, if you want to hear that, you go listen to the sermon. If you want to hear about uh, what is uh, what I'm calling historically accurate or Chris Myth fodder. Chris Myth. Chris Myth fodder. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Greg. Yes. Uh, Uh-oh. Uh, historically accurate or Chris Myth fodder. Okay. Uh, Jesus' birth occurred during Herod's reign. Uh, historically accurate. Okay. Um, well, according to Luke, Jesus was born while Quirinius was governor mm, of Syria. Syria. So, uh, and that didn't happen yeah. until 10 years after the death of Herod. Okay. So it okay. puts both into question, which mm. one is true, because they both can't be true. Yeah. Because um, didn't Herod want him right, killed? Right, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so whether you're reading the story in Matthew or Luke... The, the thing that a lot of scholars have kind of agreed upon is that both needed Jesus to be born in Bethlehem. Okay. But both knew that he was raised in Nazareth. Mm-hmm. Nazareth. So that was a problem um, because, uh, and Matthew really wanted to show that Jesus was born in Bethlehem to fulfill uh, the Old Testament prophecy. Okay. Uh, and Luke uh, may have been motivated by that, but it seems more likely that he was motivated by Greek mythology mm. and trying to present Jesus to be kind of this uh, super Jesus. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, um, so there's that little little nugget for you. Um, the empire-wide census. Of course, we, I remember hearing, uh, you know, that. Uh, uh, Caesar Augustus sure. ordered this empire-wide census. They all had like to go, go to their back. hometown. Okay, yeah. so what do you think? Do you think that's historically accurate? Well, I mean, it it it, it sort of hit or miss because yes. uh, I guess I I I'd say yes, but because I was sort of raised on hearing yeah. that. Well, it it but probably I mean it could be. Okay, it could be. But um, there's no mention of it in any of the records that they have on Caesar Augustus, hmm. and they have quite a lot of uh, of go- of records and good record keeping for the reign of Caesar Augustus, and um, and you would think something that big would get yeah. some kind of mention. Somebody, you know, somebody would have mentioned because if yeah. you can if you can imagine everybody going to their ancestral home, I mean, like. Do you even know where your ancestral home is? No. Okay, uh, like Germany. We don't know that now. Yeah. And like, how are they supposed to know that back then? Now, granted, they had uh, a shorter distance, if you will, yeah. in time to go back. But um, but that would have been a total disruption, and that kind would have been uh, that would have been a universal exodus of everyone going yeah, back to their ancestral sure. home. So um, so there's no mention of that. No single reference in any. Uh, ancient source, uh, apart from Luke. Luke's the only one that talks about this uh, census. Mm. So, great storytelling. Yeah. May not be historically accurate. Okay. Okay. Um, Mary was a virgin. Historically accurate? (laughs) Or Christmas fodder? Who keeps that... uh, Well, again, hard to know, right? Can't, Can't really know this. Yeah. But I found it interesting in studying mythology that uh, images of virgin birth abound in popular tales and yeah. myth. Uh, tales of virgin birth typically signal the, a typical life of a hero. Yeah. A virgin birth, a quest for the father, some kind of ordeal or trial. Yeah. Usually some kind of atonement with the father. Um, and, and finally, this uh, heavenly triumph yeah. of the hero. So, um, could be. I'm not, uh, not going to put, put any... 
major um, you know thoughts out there, but I think that great storytelling. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe not. Uh, okay, the last one I want to talk about um, that I actually also talked about in the sermon a couple of years ago is the inn. There was no room in the inn. Mm-hmm. Now, when you hear that, what do you think of? Well, I, again, was sort of raised on out your motel holiday right. inn type right. of thing, right? Yeah. Motel yep. 6, yep. if you yep. will. We'll leave yep. the light on. Right, uh, yeah. So That's what I think yeah. of, So they didn't have those no. in ancient Palestine. Uh, and so then, so then, you know, that's probably not what an inn was. Sure. Um, and then you think, oh, well then, so he ended up out in this barn, this stable, yeah. this privacy with all these animals. Um, again, probably not historically accurate either. Um, you know, hospitality was a major factor yeah. in the ancient world as it is in the Middle East still today. Uh, so most families lived in single room houses. Um, and then there was like a lower compartment for the animals to be brought in at night. Um, and then uh, there there might be yeah. in some some homes there would be like a bonus room, yeah, um, where visitors could stay like a kind of like a space on a roof. Um, so if let's say this uh, census truly did happen and there was a ton of people coming into the town, like that bonus room would have been highly sought after. Yeah. So chances are. They missed out on on the inn because you know somebody else took it. So um, I I thought it was interesting that that they were most likely you know where they did stay and have the baby would have been with like the family in the one room house. Sure, you know, I like that with with all Bonus the animals, like like exactly like all the craziness of yeah. of being um, being all together with the family and the animals uh, in this lower part of the part of the house so um i think the story of christmas is a great story and there's a lot of it's great storytelling and it draws you in and i didn't even touch like the the star and the wise men and the you know shepherds Shepherds and all that kind of stuff um so uh as we'll talk about in our pod fodder it's not necessarily about trying to figure out if this actually happened exactly the way it was written. Sure. Um, and chances are, uh, we, you know, what most people do when they tell this story is they combine all these factors yep. as though it all is one story. And, you know, you can't really do that. Um, I mean, we do. Yeah. But that's not maybe the way it was meant to be told. Um, but it's really like, where is the story taking you? What's it, what's it trying to tell you? And if we're talking about the Bible, what's it theologically trying to tell you? Sure. Uh, so no, it's good. There's there's the Christmas fodder. Christmas. Yeah, um, and books and articles and everything's been written on that subject. That was just a very 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 quick snapshot. Yeah. that I find interesting. Very, I I do as yeah. well. Yeah, so. very, very cool. So how about anything else that you've seen, read, or heard recently? I recommendations. Am, I, I am hooked on a new show called Ozark. Okay. It's a Netflix original, and it came out in 2017. There's two seasons, and it's awesome. Who's it? So what? Uh, Jason drama? Bateman Jason. stars okay. in it. It's oh, it's I've, uh, I've and Laura Linney's it. in it. Yep. It's kind of a yeah. It's it's a a drama, crime drama. It's not. I mean, it, it is a crime drama, but it's um, the story of uh, money laundering. Okay. And working with a drug cartel. And, uh, you know, something goes awry and this family man um, moves to the Ozarks Hmm. and tries uh, to start over. But he's got all these like, I mean, it's got a 
crazy way and he ended up there so he's gonna try to cover stuff up um while still trying to be a family man and um it's just yeah it's a good it's a gripping story and it pulls you in and and even though i don't have any money laundering uh (laughs) (laughs) desires or ambitions and it's informative, like, oh, that's how they do that. Or, interesting. I like um, that. But it, it's a, yeah, it's cool. a really well-done story, and I'm totally talking. hooked. So Cool. How about you? Uh, we saw the Won't You Be My Neighbor, the documentary on uh, Fred Rogers. Rogers. I do think uh, you would find that very interesting. Yeah, it's on the list. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those, again, it's a documentary, so it, you don't need to hurry and see it, but... Yeah, the, it I, it was impactful. It was very interesting. I think, especially with um, your B uh, gapper idea. For those uh, that understand yeah. what I'm mentioning, yeah. uh, and and some pieces that he he was that, um, and how important it is for. It resonated with me because I, I work with with kids. Um, education is really important, and he he fought for kids, and it, it's just mm-hmm. really cool what he he stood for and went through and. And whatnot. So, won't you be my neighbor? Then I read recently the next person you meet in heaven. Have you read mm-hmm. uh, any Mitch albums? I have. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. the person you meet in heaven. This is sort of a sequel, I guess. The next person you meet in heaven. So you go through. I thought it was ten people you meet in heaven. It's five. Okay. The, the five people you meet in heaven is the original one. Okay. And this is then. Number six. This is, yeah. Then who do you meet next <laughs> okay. and how they all Got connect it. and Got whatnot. Yeah. And so the original yeah. story, this builds from there. Right. So that's, now, I, I read this, that. Is this, uh, uh, you know, like there's obviously that story about the kid who goes to heaven and he has all these visions. Yep. Uh, what's that one called? Uh, I can't think of it. Um, uh, heaven is for real. Oh, okay. I think, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Is it kind of like? Or it's it's purely just a fictional story. He's just making it up. He's yeah. Not, he didn't have like a an out of body experience or near death experience or anything. Uh, in the original or in this one, uh, I don't want to yeah. ruin okay. this right, one right. per se. But yeah, I, yeah. Uh, it the I mean it, it's it, it's a and he says album at, says at the very beginning it's you know it's just the way he's interpreting heaven and whatnot and so the idea is when you are in heaven you meet five people and they're helping you to understand your life and the huh. different things you would not have maybe known at the moment so i really kind of yeah. i really like that yeah uh and so this is the newest one i i picked it up and buzzed through it pretty quickly it's not deep but Makes you pause a little. Yeah. It fits tonight's theme. All right. Uh, and then unrelated completely heard uh, Christmas movie that we all know and love. Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> yippee ki yeah, it came out. Motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Came out uh, 30 years ago, which is really Whoa. hard for me to believe. Uh, but I listened to Pop Culture Happy Hour, a different podcast, and they were reviewing, uh, remembering, if you will, Die Hard, the original. Huh. And uh, Is it true or is it myth that the tower scenes were filmed in Minnesota? Oh, I don't know that. I, I was told somewhere along the line in my film... Uh, background that um, that they did some of the the you know the sceneries in the tower yeah. they used um, these towers that are over by um, really? General Mills can't I, think of the name of them wow. at the top of my head but every time I drive by there I feel like 
Chillard Park area. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, like they were under construction at the time, and they were able to. I don't know. It, it could just totally be. Missed, I know, but um, I wonder if we can find. But I love that kind of stuff where they I film, do too. You know, film. And stuff, that was really so. interesting because Bruce Willis wasn't um, originally scheduled to be the guy. He was on Moonlighting, and so he was oh. spending his days doing that. And at nighttime, they're recording huh. um, or they're filming this movie. Um, Alan Rickman, it's one of his first yeah. um, major roles. It's so awesome. What it a is a great, great movie. villain. Yeah. yeah. So if you're uh, if you're looking for a holiday... <laughs> pick me up. <laughs> pick me up. Grab your... Uh, or maybe you need to break away from all the, the Christmas fodder going on and just, and just catch... Just a shoot em up movie. So good. I love that show. Fodder time. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Love me some Phil Collins, uh, Land of Confusion. So that good. music video, I remember I remember that being a really um unique music video and I thought of that song to lead us into this conversation because you don't really know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean then I guess the title of the song is Land of Confusion. Yep. But it's taking you somewhere, and it's making you feel a certain way. And and he mentions that in this this podcast. And it, I think that's the power of story is it's doing something to you. You're not exactly sure what until you are able to maybe step away and look back, and then you start to frame you know your experience. Yeah. And um, oh, and so I, good. Yeah. So this is Emergence Magazine's podcast, Mud and Antler Bone, Martin Shaw is the individual who they are interviewing, talking. Yeah. I, I haven't listened to um, many of them, actually. Uh, this is the only one I've listened okay. to. And so I don't know if that's a common... Like, right, and kind of like that Seth Godin interview, like this just, I was just wrapped attention yeah. the whole time. And, so truly, uh, yeah. you said, hey, this is, this is going to be great fodder, and I... I couldn't get enough of it because yeah. it just made me think about many things. So it's from July of this past year, if you're interested in hearing the the podcast itself. And he starts off with a story um, and uses it as the basis for the interview. But I, I think to, to get us going is exactly what you've already mentioned here, which is you, you're bringing – it's what you're going to bring to the story. It's not mm -hmm. um, where you're trying to – so I guess the way that I thought about it at the time, so we could all watch a movie, listen to a story, read a story, and we're like, what's the theme or themes? And you yeah. talk about it. This would be same story, but we're all going to then, whatever we brought to it, we're going right. to get something different out of it. Yeah. It, it yeah. is that, yeah. uh, he says, just sit in it right. and, and let it... Brood. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that yeah. idea. Yeah. That, that image is so powerful. He talked about how, um, you know, a really, like... Instead of uh, trying to trap a story and telling it what it is, uh, let it uh, or trail the story yep. and and just let it take you somewhere. Yes. Uh, so trail, not trail, trap. not trap. It yeah. he says. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think that's so true, and I see it all the time in uh, in the church and in ministry with with scripture. Is we you know it seems like people get really stressed out because they're trying to trap it. And they're trying to figure out what it is and uh, and make it into a black and white issue. Mm -hmm. And really, it's 
I feel like the the writers of scripture is more falling in this uh, mythological mindset of that trail mindset, which is just let let it take you someplace and let it tell you uh, let it tell you rather than you tell it what yes. it means. Yeah, you know, and and, and he emphasizes yeah. that greatly. He he talks about that when we think that we know what it means, then right. it loses its value. Right. There isn't any yeah. value. Yeah. But yeah. it, it, he wants you to let it – t- tune into the story. Right. Let's see what it, yeah. what it tells you. Yeah. So you could – I love yeah. that idea because uh, I, I do rewatch certain movies and reread certain novels and things and at a different point in my life, right? Yeah. I, I, this is what I was thinking at that time and now right. when I'm older or I yeah. have kids is an easy example yeah. now that I'm a father – and now I'm reading it, and I have a different perspective. And I go, wow. Right. That really and, is and cool. And there's so many times, you know, we've all heard a, a really good story. And um, we don't – we don't – our first – you know, if you hear a really good story, it's not like you have to know whether it actually happened. you just yeah. like, that was a really good story. And, um, you know, and yet I feel like when you then start to have to be like, well, did it happen? And is it 100% true? And – you know, then you're getting away from like what what meaning did you pull out right. of the story? Yes. You know, um, and and I one of his quotes was um, uh, a story well told is essentially restorative every time it's told. So it's it's trying to bring about something in you like you just described, um, and maybe not giving you information. Yeah. You know, but we're in such an information age that like. You know, well, what's what's the point? You yeah. know, like what what's the what's the yeah. climax of the story? What do I? Yeah. You know, why are you uh, telling this? Why, to why me? are you telling this? And yeah. and and how all these ancient myths are out there that mm-hmm. really it's just trying to like like Joseph Campbell said it's about uh, trying to explore the human human experience. Yeah, you know. Well, think about. It. I mean, let's pause on that yeah. one second. So, if you were to tell me a story, and uh, and then say, well, what did you get out of it? Yeah, I mean, You're right. It, Right or right. or the other end of that, which would be when you're starting to say, "I interrupt you," and I say, "Is this real?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, like yeah, you're right. going to tell me yeah. uh, something yeah. from college, uh-huh. or you've been camping uh-huh. before, or something yeah. with your family, right. and right. you start to tell it. I yeah. don't interrupt you and say, "This you made this up." Right. That, that can't possibly right. be real. Well, and and it's like when you are watching a movie, you know, like you've you've put on. You've allowed the movie to tell its story, and you're not obsessed with the fact that that's totally impossible. Yeah, that could never have happened. Right. Um. You know, you're just like, this is a good story, and I'm really into it, and and it's and it's doing something to me, and and it's taking me somewhere. Yeah. I don't really know where yet, but I like it. I know. You know. Um. And then why? Yeah. So then why do we? We can do that in the movies, but then in the Bible or in these, you know, myths, um, in other, you know, story stories that we hear uh, from the ancient world, like, you know, we get hung up on, yeah. well, did this really happen? Right. Is this exactly 100%? We, we, you know, we want that actual. That concrete or finality. Yeah. But Shaw talks about how that, that brewing, love that idea right. too, like you mentioned. He, he mentions that you, you need to brew in it. Because you won't really get anything out of it until some time has mm-hmm. passed. And we are, just like you said, we're yeah. so instantaneous. Yep. We want we have microwaves and right. phones and different things. Now, instantly, we can get a right. contact with someone. Yeah. And he, he's saying almost the opposite. He's saying just sit in it and let it um, become – let it let – it, 
pull out of you, right. whatever it needs to pull out. And, and he, right. he even mentions that if you have each day you have competing stories. I thought yeah. that was a great idea that each day you are hit with a whole bunch of different stories. And if you try to look at all of them, if you stare into them, um, madness, you will have you'll have madness will overwhelm you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, wow. So he says, so you have all those stories. It's right. just part of our lives. And so he suggests just pause, brew in it, and see which one bubbles up. Mm-hmm. Like, which one should I listen to today? Which one is resonating with me that I can gain some some insights from? Yeah. Like that, we know that. Psychology talks about that all the time. Reflect on your day, on right. the process, pause. We never do. And the great learning, of course, comes from the places where there's some kind of uh, gap or incompleteness, um, and, and you're trying to figure out why did that happen or why did I respond that way. Where the mystery is, yeah. that's where usually a story is lurking um, that's maybe not yet come to you know its fruition. And he, he had said something like, towards the end of it, he said, uh, wherever you are in life, your incompleteness is your authenticity. Hmm. And that's where the great myths begin. Yeah. Um, and, and, and yeah, kind of that, that what story is going to come out of this part of my life that I don't really understand, uh, what's happening or where it's taking me. Uh, and I just, I don't know. I, I, I obviously draw towards places where we're growing and still learning and becoming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, so the whole interview was, I mean, and a lot of it centered around the story we tell about earth and, um, and what's happening in, on our planet and and how the statistics we keep getting just they don't compel us to do anything because they're just numbers or it's just these like bits of information but if we want to see things turn around then we need to we need to fall in love with a new story mm-hmm. you know about about our role on the planet and and um and restoring earth because uh, statistics aren't gonna do it right well, let's circle back to what you were talking about before, like the origin and maybe Mary and Joseph and such yeah. going back. So uh, Shaw's talks about um, from a place versus of a place mm-hmm. and the difference between those two um, and the, the subtlety uh, alive. Uh, he, when you're of the place and, and help me recall exactly, I forget some of his words exactly, but it yeah. was it was that origin piece when mm-hmm. when you. Um, it, it is a part of you, I right. guess, is what he was trying yeah. to articulate. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, uh, it's defined. It's part of your identity. Yes, that's that's exactly yeah. right. And maybe that's part of some of the challenges we have now today, where where we we see it in sports, right? You know, and we're we're fighting over one team versus another yeah. and and whatnot. And maybe that's that's of a place. Uh huh. Yeah. But maybe as you were just talking about the world and 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 whatnot. We need to maybe draw that as as our origin and how we're well, and it's always been important. Origin is important, yeah. And I mean, constantly you're probably you know bombard like, oh, where are you from? You know, like how many times have you gotten that question in your life? You know, tell me about where you're from. Where'd yeah. you grow up? You know, um, because we need to kind of place in our mind that he, you have an origin story, and it's important. Uh, for who you are, yeah, you know, and we do the same thing with Jesus. Like, well, where's Jesus from? You know, and what, what did, how, how did he? You know, and yeah. of course, we don't really know how he grew up. We don't have any of those stories. But you know, two of these authors, Matthew and Luke, felt it really important to tell you exactly how he was born sure. and where, where that all that all unfolded. And um, and of course, we don't. None of them talk about it later on in no. the story. It's not like they're going back hmm. and be like, hey, remember. 
Remember that time in the yeah. in the inn? <laughs> like none of that comes up. But yeah. When we every Christmas we get sucked into the story again, it's and and it's really, important. Like yeah. yeah, Jesus is really important because and and we know this because of his origin story was really important. Um, and maybe that's a balance for yeah. some. So it's right. in two of them, yeah. and for some people it's there because it really is important to right. some people to know where yeah. are you from, and and others not so much. Right. When I when I would teach writing, it comes to mind when I would teach writing. When you are describing a lake, let's say we're doing yeah. a narrative and we're describing a, a lake, something is in your mind right now w- yeah. with me just saying lake. If I wanted it to be Lake Minnetonka, yeah. then I need to say Lake Minnetonka. So right. that brings your mind to a certain yeah. place. So right. two of them say, we'll give you that background yep. and other people, right. it doesn't matter. But I mean, but all great myths, all great stories, um, and all great heroes, uh, and especially in Greek mythology, all had an origin story. Yeah. Nobody just shows up. Yeah. Um, they all have that origin story. It's that important to the the, the arc of the of the character, hmm. and so Jesus would be no different. Um, you know, he's a, a if not the most important you know character uh, for many for many people. Um, you know, so there's got to be what's what's the foundation? Yeah. You know, and then this story delivers in a kind of a you know roundabout way in a lot of ways, but. Um, you know, I, I guess I just want people rather than, you know, cause there's gonna be two types of people. There's gonna be people that hear that story and they're going to say that never happened. It's not important. Um, and then there's going to be people that say that absolutely happened. Don't you mess with my story? Okay. Um, and they're both wrong. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, um, well, it doesn't matter. What does this story tell you mm-hmm. and what does it do to you right. and what it make you think and ponder and, and do in your own story? Yes. And that's how he ends. And what I, my last comment would be, he, he says, your incompleteness is where you must begin. Mm-hmm. So it's with that incompleteness that you go to that story and then brew in it and see, yeah. see what you, what comes out of exactly. it. Exactly. So cool. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could, uh, I could listen to him for a while, and I hope, I hope you go and listen to that podcast too, listeners. It's, uh, it's a really, um, it'll make you think. It's deep, but I think it's that's that's what our culture needs uh, a lot right now is is just good storytelling. Absolutely. So we're already uh, at the end, if you can believe it. Oh, another man. another episode has come to a conclusion. We we thank you for listening. We encourage you to tell a friend, share the the episode. We do have a shout out. What's the shout out from uh, this particular episode? Do you remember what you? Uh, I think it's for Blair. Yeah, um, Blair is a, a recent follower. So thanks for listening, uh, Blair Roberts, and following us on uh, on Godfather. Um, you know, you just never know when you're going to get a shout you out. You might get and a if, shout out. And if you're listening, uh, we, we want to hear it. So uh, so thanks for thanks for your fa- being a fodder head. I don't know. What's our I don't know. Fodderhead? We'll keep working on it. <laughs> keep working on it. All right. All right. Peace. <laughs>